Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 131 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Fabulous to be with you today. And today I want to talk about actually a topic we've never spoken about on the podcast before, but it's come to mind because I've seen some employers and some business owners recently have some particular challenges about this limbo period. Now, many of you who are regular listeners of the podcast will know that uh, early in my career, (laughs) a long time ago, um, I focused on recruitment um, as a profession. Uh, But even before that, I studied and worked in the area of psychology. So human behavior, yes, interests me, but I watch for patterns of behavior. I guess it's probably something I'd call one of my superpowers, to be honest, is that I kind of read patterns of behavior. And in my days in recruitment, I could tell you with pretty much certainty whether I thought someone was at risk of pulling out of a job before it had even started, or whether they were pretty solid and good to go. In fact, I could probably have predicted that with almost 100% certainty in those days when that's what I was doing day in, day out for a living. You see, you see patterns and signs of behavior in people during times of change that become particularly evident. And of course, changing a job is a time of change. And so today on this episode of the podcast, I wanted to chat to you about a really specific topic, and that is the high risk pre-start date zone. What am I talking about when I say the high-risk pre-start date zone? What I'm talking about is the period of time between when you extend an offer of employment and it's accepted by an applicant and they actually start. Now, depending on the applicants you're hiring, that could be more than a month away. Maybe it's next week. But quite often, if there's a notice period, and what I'm certainly seeing a lot of at the moment is they've got six weeks of holidays booked. So four weeks of notice, six weeks of holidays, you're talking three months almost down the track before they're actually starting employment with you. And of course, the flip side of that is um, you know, if you're looking at maybe graduates, so a lot of you in the allied health space or uh, a space where you need a degree to actually practice This is the time of year when we're going live, September 2022, that you're starting to talk to those graduates and locking them in for the new year. Or maybe you're starting to talk to school leavers about starting an apprenticeship with you next year. That's a big period of time. So what I want to talk to you about today is firstly, having a look at what you're actually doing with that time at the moment and some of the activities that might be going on, why it is such a high risk zone and we are seeing that high risk play out in the market at the moment. And I want to share with you three things that you can do to ensure that it is a low risk zone for you and that the person you've offered the role to turns up on day one. 
Because how frustrating is it, right? When you've hired someone, you're excited to have them start, you're waiting for their start date, you've got everything ready, and they email you the night before quite often and say, actually, I've decided to take another job, or I won't be there tomorrow, I've decided not to pursue this opportunity, or worse, worse still, they simply ghost you. I just don't show. Now, I see ghosting a lot more with interviews than I do with start dates, but I've absolutely seen it happen with start dates. They're just MIA. And as good employers and as nice people, we often think, oh my Lord, something's happened. What should we do? How can we reach them? Maybe something terrible's happened. No, they've just ghosted you. (laughs) That's all that's happened, unfortunately. Sorry for that reality check. So let's dive into thinking about the things you're doing right now in this high risk zone between offer and start date. Have a think about it. What do you do right now between the time you offer the person the job and they say, yes, thank you, to their start date? I'm willing to bet you get some employment paperwork together, perhaps a letter of offer, better still an employment contract or an employment agreement. Uh, Maybe you're thinking about individual flexibility agreements or annualized wage agreements. You're maybe asking them for some payroll paperwork like their tax deck form and their payroll details, but it's very internally focused. You're doing things to prepare. Maybe you're getting things ready for them. You're ordering the new computer, you're getting the car sorted, you're getting their desk ready, you're making sure there's space for them, a chair for them. You might be telling the team, getting the training sorted, saying, great, we've got someone new starting. This is what we're going to need. Can you show them around on this date? Can you show them what you do on that date? Who's going to train them on this? You're talking to the rest of the team. Maybe you're ordering uniforms, making sure you've got everything they need. Their um, their PPE, making sure you've got the safety goggles, the hard hat, whatever it is that they need, you're getting that ready. Maybe you're even getting back to the other ap- applicants to let them know they've been unsuccessful. <laughs> I'm willing to bet less than 1% of you are doing that. <laughs> I feel like that could be a whole other episode. I feel like that's something we used to really take pride in doing as a good employer, but uh, I think it's fallen by the wayside a little. Maybe you're taking a break, feeling relieved that finally we found someone. I can just relax for a bit before they start. Do those things sound familiar? Maybe you're doing other things. Maybe you've just gotten back to the day-to-day operations and it's all very busy and, and you're flat chat and nothing else is happening. On reflection, what do any of those things have to do with the applicant? The new employee, I should say, at this stage. Do they know any of this busyness is happening? Maybe you're sending the odd email saying, here's your employment contract or here's your tax deck form. But all of this is happening without them seeing any of it or knowing about any of it. They're none the wiser about these activities that you are doing. In their mind, they're not hearing from you. They may not even think that you're thinking about them. So even though all of these things that you might be doing, preparing for their start, are all about them, they can't see any of it. And that is just one of the reasons that this is such a high risk zone. So let's think about it from the applicant's perspective or the new employee's perspective. Why is this a high risk zone? They've said yes to the job offer. They've confirmed a start date. What more could there be? Well, I'll tell you what more there could be. (laughs) That's why I'm here. Firstly, they don't know that you're thinking about them. So in their mind, you've forgotten them because you've not made any contact or given them any indication that you're thinking about them. Just remember at this point in time, they have no more connection with you 
or your business or your team or your role than they do with anyone else they have interviewed with. They may have enjoyed meeting you and had a lovely chat to your team and said yes to the job opportunity, but they've also enjoyed meeting with other organisations, other employers, and there is every chance they've actually enjoyed meeting them more than you. But your offer came up first, so they said yes. But there are still these other people that they have formed connections with during this period of time. And guess what? These other people, these other businesses, business owners, managers, are talking to them. You're not. You're busy doing things in the background. Other people are talking to them. Other people are trying to influence their decisions. Other people are actively putting alternate offers in front of them. Possibly their current employer is putting a counter offer to them to entice them to stay with the business. Other possibly better and certainly alternative offers are being put to them during this high risk period. And this is also the period that they've got time to really think about what are their priorities? Which role would be best for them? Why why would they take this role over another role? They've got a lot more headspace to think about that once they've said yes to your offer because the stress of leaving the current job is over. They've ticked that box. They've resigned. They have more headspace because they've got some security that there is a job to go to. It actually frees up a whole lot of thinking time for them. And that thinking time might be dangerous for you because they might think, actually, now that I really think about it, I think I'd like that other job better. Or I said yes, but I still went to another interview and wow, I was really impressed by that team. They get a whole lot of time to ponder all of that. And it's not hard for another employer, I should say, to swoop in right now and steal your precious new employee right from under your nose. It's happening every day. So what can you do to lower the risk to you and your business during this high risk period, the period between the job offer and their start date? What can you do to make sure they are there on day one and excited to be joining your team? Look, there are honestly a whole myriad of things you can do, but I'm going to share three strategies that you can put in place to make sure they turn up on day one, ready to go. The first is really simple. Create and maintain some connection with them. This is especially important coming from the person they're going to be directly reporting to. So if you've got, you know, an office manager or a HR person in your business who sends out all the paperwork and does that kind of thing, that's great. Let them do their thing. But that's not the person that we need to worry about them connecting with. We need them to connect with the person they're going to be working for and working with when they join your business. You want them to start to form that connection, that bond, that friendship even, certainly that working relationship. So you need to find ways to create and maintain that connection. Now, the longer the runway on this high-risk period, so if you're in September recruiting graduates to start in February, that's a long runway. You want more connection with them during that period. If they're starting next week, one phone call might cut it. So just think about how you can create and maintain connection with them during this period. The second strategy is to engage with them, to start to get to know them, ask them questions, create reasons to connect with them. 
get their input, keep them informed. This might be about contacting them to say, hey, look, this week we're working on getting your computer ready. Uh, Do you have a preference on this style or that style of computer? You might be contacting them to say, hey, just letting you know your new vehicle is just getting its signage on it. Really excited. It's going to be great having you in that vehicle. All the things that you're doing internally, make them visible to the new employee because it shows that you're excited, that you're committed, that you're doing things to get it ready for them to be there for you. If you can, get them to become part of the team and start to embed them in the culture. So this might be inviting them to a social event. Um, and I know I've seen many businesses do this before. If someone happens to be starting, you know, in a period of time where they've got a social event in the, in the interim, they invite them along to meet the team. Now, not all of your new employees are going to say yes to this because for the introverts amongst us, that sounds terrifying <laughs> to have to turn up to a social event where everyone knows each other and you're the outsider. So they may not say yes, but extend the invitation. If you're having team meetings and, and they're able to attend, which they may not be, invite them to your team meetings. Start to really get engaged with them and ask their preferences. Maybe it's, we're organizing some stationery for you. Do you have a favorite brand or a favorite color? Things like that. And thirdly, see if you can find a way to create some excitement and anticipation that's going to have them excited to be joining for you. Think about what they told you at interview is important to them in the next role that they take on. Now, this this is where it comes down to having awesome interview questions so that you know this information. But if they've told you that one of the key things that they are looking for is to work on some really meaty projects, create some excitement and anticipation about that and say, get in touch with them and say, I just want to let you know we just landed this huge project. We're really excited because we're going to be able to give you a, a big slice of that to work on. It's it's the exact style of project that you told me in an interview you really wanted to work on. So I'm excited to get you involved. What do you think that does psychologically, mentally for them? It tells them that you've listened. In fact, it shows them that you've listened. It tells them that you care about what's important to them. And it shows them that you see them as an integral part of the team. They already are starting to feel like part of the team. It could even be as simple as reaching out and saying, hey, we're just getting ready for your first day. Uh, What's your coffee order? Simple as that. Or we're having a morning tea. Do you have any allergies? It's just creating ways to say, hey, I'm going to be going to my first day at work and we're going to be having a morning tea. And they already know that I can't have gluten. So that will save the stress of having to avoid eating certain foods at the morning tea or whatever the case is. You might even be able to go bigger than that. But think about the ways you can create excitement and anticipation in their minds for their first day at work. Because if they're excited about what the first day at work looks like, they're going to care far less about all the other offers being put in front of them, the unknowns, because you've created some sense of certainty about what's coming. Everything else is an unknown. And you're addressing what they've told you at interview and you're telling them you're going to deliver on that. And that's exactly what they want from you. So do you think you could give those strategies a go? Maybe you already do some of them. And if so, I'd I'd be really keen to hear about that. So to recap what we've spoken about today, today's episode has focused on the high risk pre-start zone. And this is the period of time between when an employee has, a new employee has accepted an offer of a position with you and their actual start date. 
I've asked you to reflect really on what you do currently in that period. And I'm willing to bet for the majority of you, the majority of the time is spent doing very inward business focused activity. And yes, that activity might be around getting ready for this new employee, but without any visibility across it, the new employee is none the wiser. This is a high risk zone because they are being exposed to other offers, other opportunities, other employers, enticing carrots being dangled in front of them. And they've got plenty of clear headspace to think about what might be best for them. But there are things you can do to reduce the risk of this person not being there on day one. You can create and maintain connection with them, engage with them, get them embedded into the team and culture, and create some excitement and anticipation about what to expect on day one with you. Really simple strategies. None of it is costly. None of it is difficult. None of it's going to take up a huge amount of time, but it's going to make a massive difference to the applicant whilst they're in this limbo zone that they find themselves in. So I know for many of you right now, you are hiring and you're struggling to find people. And so the one thing that I would absolutely hate for you, and I could feel my heart breaking for you, is to finally find someone only to have them go MIA during this dangerous zone period. So hopefully you're able to take some of these strategies, have a look at what you're doing now, switch it up a little so that you can have the best chance of not losing an applicant during that period. Now, if you've got some further questions for me about this high-risk period and what else you can be doing, or if you'd just like to contribute to the conversation and share what you are doing and what's working well, I would really love for you to join us over in our free Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. There's a link in today's show notes that you can connect directly to that group, or if you're just in Facebook and search groups and you search HR Support Australia, you'll find us there. Come and join us. It's a great place. We are about to kickstart some brand new training for members of that group only, free training. So definitely worth joining. And we'd love to hear your thoughts and your questions about this dangerous limbo zone and what your experience has been. That's it for me for today. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast. I look forward to seeing you in the Facebook group and I'll be back again next week with a brand new episode. Have an amazing week. 